It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 77 of the Talking Game Podcast. Me, your host, the Major. I'm joining this week by Callum and Chloe. How are you guys doing? Hello. That was a quick intro. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, forward slash gamesinquirer. Uh, media tab is coming along nicely. We will start streaming to that soon. Uh, we do have a review for Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, uh, the remake or remaster, whichever you want to call it. Uh, that's going to be up on the website early this week. Callum's got a couple of... Uh, is is Carl got another review as well? I'm still not sure. He's been busy, so I haven't heard much from him. Okay. Well, we've got a couple of reviews to come out this week, and I've got a ton coming in my inbox right now. Uh, there will be interview up September 14th with Fear FX. Uh, we are looking uh, into another two interviews uh, to do in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, they will be also be up on the Wednesday podcast when that launches. Uh, one of which is 110 Industries currently making uh, Wanted Dead. You can go find them at PAX right now. They are there. I cannot remember for the life of me what their booth number is. Uh, but they are there. That Wanted Dead, definitely one of the games I will be playing this year. It looks incredible. Uh, that being said, uh, we are going to be uh, launching the media tab in the next few weeks. I still have a little bit to do to it, uh, and then it will be up and running. Uh, you will find all of that down below, uh, I think, in the next week or so when it launches. Anyway, uh, big sad news this week. Uh, Halo has had content cancelled. Uh, Forge campaign cop and season three has been delayed again. Three four three industries confirmed earlier this week. How hard is it to implement a local co-op? I know it doesn't seem. I mean, you've had local co-op in pretty much every single Halo game that I can remember. It was always split screen. Then they took it out, and now they've supposed to be bringing it back, and now they're saying it's cancelled. You can't even play Halo with. Other people, which is the whole point of Halo. That seems incredibly counterproductive. What are they trying to do? Turn it into a single player game now? Well, it is. It, it is in a moment. It's a single player game. It's meant to be a whole multiplayer. It's always been a multiplayer. Well, have always been able to play with other people. It depends. But then again, I missed the co op campaign from Call of Duty. Yeah, well, they have announced uh, during a 30-minute developer update on YouTube that they're delaying, delaying multiple key features in the Halo release. Uh, originally promised to be coming in Seasons 1 and 2, uh, 343 have announced Campaign Carp. The Forge beta and Season 3 has been delayed for a second time, as well as, well as they released a new content roadmap. Uh, Campaign Carp was supposed to originally launch in February for Season 2. It was rescheduled for this August uh, will now arrive in November instead. Uh, they also recently confirmed Campaign Card will not support online matchmaking, uh, which is players, if you don't have a buddy to play with, uh, you'll need to find a teammate elsewhere, which is just stupid. Uh, the same well, what's interesting with- is, um, with PC at least, if you play games in the Windows Store, you can use Xbox Live, and you can find people who have open parties for other random people to join, or you can request that someone joins your game. So... Yeah. PC is easy, on console it's not so much. Oh, no. No. Uh, the previously announced Season 3 is entitled Echoes Within. Uh, it's been delayed until March of next year. Uh, split-screen local cart multiplayer, which has been a popular on and off staple throughout the franchise, has now been cancelled completely. Uh, they said this is in order to improve and accelerate ongoing live service development. Uh, 
and to better address player feedback and quality of life updates. Uh, the next update will start 8th of November, run until 7th of March, uh, which supposedly would include the Forge Open Beta when it launches uh, Mission Replay and Online Cart with two new maps. Uh, in addition, Season 3 will include a 100-tier Battle Pass, new equipment and weapons. My question for you, Callum, has 343 dropped the ball since they took over from Bungie? Well, of course they have. Now the better company is in the hands of Sony. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of companies. I wouldn't say that there's a lot of companies that could do Halo well. I'm not saying that the Xbox or there's really any companies out there that could capture what Bungie did because Bungie was very, very good at making Halo. And since they were lost their contract and became independent from Xbox, they went on to make Destiny. But 343 kind of took up the reins, and I understand there was a lot on their plate with this. But at the same time, they've had how many years now? Over 10 years at least to make Halo work. Yeah, they've had they've had at least 10 years to make Halo, to make it something that people will want to play. Right now, I was excited for Halo Infinite. The story campaign is decent. It's not bad. But when you're trying to play with other players and the online multiplayer maps, it look, feels very, very abandoned and very, very scarce and crap. And there isn't anything that will want, I can see that will make players want to come back for long periods of time because there really isn't anything to do. And I bam, maybe that's the point. a lot. But, well. Maybe that's the point. Maybe, maybe they're going to try and... Maybe they're making the amount of time people want to play these games short so they can then get away with releasing more games that people want to play. In. Like, well, that's if they actually release the next game but, soon. It's usually, with Halo, it's like a four or five-year development cycle anyways. Yeah, they've had four or five years to make this game and haven't done anything with it. They just keep cancelling, delaying everything. Like, how much work do you need to put in? If, if, if you've had five years to make a multiplayer segment a multiplayer feature to your game why are you still updating stuff two years after the game came out it doesn't seem like it's has it been out for two years now it came out what was it last year around christmas by the time that they actually get to where everything is out that they promised would come out at launch is going to be about two years yeah because online co-op as we've been waiting since january that hasn't still not here. And that's likely what next year. I mean, the local stuff they've got running up until the 7th of March, I guarantee you they'll cancel that as well or delay it. Because that doesn't even look remotely ready. Forge has been in the game since the game launched. It's still not ready. Forge. Forge open beta. I mean, it's not even not even a, the full thing. It's the open beta. Like, what, they're all beta testers for Halo. Yeah. There's not, there's nothing that 343 are actually showing me to say that they are competent in making this game. They've really let themselves down. Yes, the development team are super nice, very, very caring about the game itself, very, very caring about the franchise. Some of the nicest people you're going to meet. Unfortunately, I think they're getting saddled with far too much work. There is too much that they have to do. I don't know why it's taken them five years to launch an open beta for Forge. It should have been out a long time ago. At least it should have come out when the game launched, realistically. It's just does it doesn't feel like they're actually yeah. trying at this point. 
Uh, Forge beta updates will begin 7th of March and will last to the 27th of June with a new custom game browser. Uh, that's Halo is, yeah, I'm I'm very disappointed. I enjoyed the Halo. I've been waiting to play with other people and I still can't do it. You still can't play with other people, which is just dumb. It's really, really irritating. Campaign Carp for me was going to be the, the thing that kept me going on that game and I can't do it. I hate it. I, I wish 343 would either fix the franchise, like take a few months and just smash out everything they need to do or just give up and f- Xbox find another studio because this is getting ridiculous. 18 months since launch and they still have barely launched anything. It's, the multiplayer is completely barren. Uh, moving on to uh, even more sad news. Quidditch will not be playable in Hogwarts Legacy. That's uh, the it's very disappointing. Uh, games due out, I think March, right? Uh, February or March of next year. Um, I think it's March, but now I can't remember the actual release date off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking it's around the middle to later March. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm for not, some reason, I'm I've got the twenty. For some reason, I've got the twenty third of March in my head. It might be that. Uh, we'll find that in a second. Uh, Quidditch will not be playable in Hogwarts, which was a requested feature that people wanted to know. Uh, an early trailer for the game feature what appears to be a Quidditch player. However, you will not actually be able to play Quidditch, which doesn't make sense. Uh, it's been confirmed Hogwarts Legacy uh, will not feature the popular winning sport or wizarding sport. Uh, players will be able to ride a broomstick. They just won't be able to take part in matches. Uh, it's not playable uh, in the recent press release. Broom flight for traversal and broom race challenges are part of the game. Players will also fly brooms, 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 brooms to explore new and familiar locations surrounding Hogwarts Castle. Uh, but some that seems really that that seems a little bit backwards. <clears throat> yeah, you got the features there. You got the mechanics there to to put. Yeah, if you in. can if you can do if you can do the broom flying, which is a large part of Quidditch, surely you can make a few balls fly around as well. <laughs> she realised it when she said it. <laughs> you know what I mean. You, <laughs> you know what I mean. Unless neither of you have seen Harry Potter, in which days that doesn't make any sense. I, I have seen Harry Potter. Oh, I think Lord of the Rings is better. Okay, but that's not relevant to this at all. <laughs> I, I, know. I have seen Harry Potter. I know what Quidditch is. It's just the way they can make the balls fly. <laughs> anyway. Te- technically, one of the main balls doesn't actually. Yeah, doesn't matter. Well, no, anyway. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Point, uh, point is, they can do the me- they can do the mechanics for the brooms. So why can't they do it for the other things that? Yeah, they and they have- they have like Quidditch and Harry ball. Potter games in the past. They had a Quidditch-focused spin-off under EA. And uh, I can't remember the other EA game that had Harry Potter in, but they had Quidditch in. Yeah. So it's it, it's possible. It can be done. It just I don't see why they didn't do it. Like, is, is it down to, like, space? Is there something wrong with the size of it? Like, is it going to be so that you can't... Is it going to make the game 20 times bigger on, on file? That's, but that's then understandable. I'm th- but, but, then I'm, but then I'm thinking, if you're going to have that logic... Don't include flying at all because I don't. It's kind of impossible not to have Harry Potter without flying. 
Well, it's not, though, is it? Because that isn't... Broomsticks? How are they going to be wizards and witches if they can't fly a broomstick? Why would they be flying a broomstick around Hogwarts anyway? Because it's an indoor castle. Yeah, but you have to be able to get to places. How are you going to get anywhere? Well, that's what operating's for. Okay. Anyway, uh, Warner announced last month that it had delayed Hogwarts Legacy release until the February the 10th, Chloe. Oh, where did it... I don't know. Uh, it will be coming on the 10th of February to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, PlayStation versions will include an exclusive quest. Uh, the latest Hogwarts Legacy feature was released this week. We have got an article on that down below. Uh, shows the Hogwarts House common rooms, which look extremely cool. I have been wanting uh, to see what Gryffindor's house looks like. Fortunately, we've only seen Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Uh, the newly released Hogwarts Legacy footage has shown Hogwarts House common rooms. Uh, the footage, which was released as part of a video called Back to Hogwarts, uh, showed off the interior of all four common rooms. Uh, the first shown was Slytherin, uh, which is at the bottom of the castle with with the windows that look out into the Black Lake. Uh, it was featured in the film series, although briefly. Uh, the second shown was Gryffindor, which is draped in red at the top of the castle. Uh, Gryffindor common rooms location was featured, obviously, in the Harry Potter films, so you fairly be common with that. However, uh, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw's common rooms, uh, the fans are picking the farts. The first time these have been featured in detail in any media ever. Uh, Hufflepuff's common room is behind the school kitchens and is full of vegetation, while Ravenclaw is at the top of a tower behind the statue of an eagle. Uh, the new video also revealed some of the game's side quests that will take place in an area based on Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorcycle Motorbike Club. Adventure ride. Uh, this obviously or from the Harry Potter theme park. Always in the world of Harry Potter from Disney, uh, Disneyland. Uh, Avalanche recently revealed all PlayStation versions will come with an exclusive quest. And uh, in a Twitter post, the company said it will launch February 10th. The team is excited for you to play, but you have a little more. To, we need a little more time to deliver the best possible experience. Uh, the reason there's an exclusive quest is because uh, PlayStation has bought a license for it, which is very disappointing. Uh, the $300 collector's edition has an exclusive quest to it. Our developer says all versions of the PlayStation game will include the quest, though. Uh, Amazon Journey, Amazon Journey, Amazon Germany, uh, listing for Hogwarts Legacy has suggested that a certain quest may be exclusive to the $300 edition, which is incredibly expensive for a collector's edition anyway. I don't think I've ever heard of a collector's edition costing $300. No. That's about £250. Mm. That's way overpriced. I know this is obviously it's going to include a floating wand and whatever, but that is no reason. Uh, yeah, Hogsmeade Haunted Shop. Are you sure it's not floating balls? Shriek shack. Huh? Are you sure it's not floating balls? Oh, fuck's sake. God's sake, Callum. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, second quest-based surprise for Hogwarts Legacy fans featuring the news that an unknown quest will be exclusive to PlayStation in response to a fan question about the quest, uh, which was only discovered when the game's listed pre-order. Avalanche Community Manager Chandler Wood said uh, the PlayStation exclusive quest comes with any PlayStation version of the game. It is not tied to pre-order. Uh, pre-order and placement will get you the Felix Felicious potion recipe. Uh, more details that come soon. Uh, the potion does not appear to be exclusive to PlayStation because Epic Games also has it listed as a pre-order bonus. 
Uh, Warner Brothers have shown off uh, the collector's edition, a new unboxing video. Uh, we showed off a floating wand, which looks incredibly cool. I'm not paying $300 for it, but also, uh, if you're interested uh, in actually getting hands-on with Hogwarts already, uh, you can get sorted into your house right now. Uh, it has been delayed, obviously, until next year, so don't be rushed to think the game's out. However, a new blog post on wizardingworld.com notes if you link your Warner Brothers Games account and your Harry Potter Fan Club account and transfer all your data, such as what such as what house you were sorted into, once the game is released, you'll get an account link prompt at launch where you can scan your QR code or visit the website that appears on the screen. Once you link everything up, you'll be ready to go. Uh, in addition to carrying over your Harry Potter fan club data, wizardingworld.com members will also receive two in-game rewards, uh, which is a beaked skull mask and a house fanatic school robe. Uh, set so, long for the events, obviously Hogwarts Legacy is, I think, about 100 years before. So basically, you're not actually you're not actually going to be sorted into the houses prior to the game being released, unless you've already... Done so via your done so account. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's technically you can because that will be how to get sorted into when you start a Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, so they're actually connecting the two rather than making it. Yeah. Okay. Which isn't that, too. That's actually quite cool because I did wonder if you if I, I don't up... want to do that though because I got sorted into Slytherin. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not starting off in Slytherin. That's not happening. <laughs> Oh, Gryffindor. <laughs> Ten points. Anyway, uh, more video game news this week. Uh, the Quarry, uh, the director for the horror game. Have you played the Quarry, Callum? Um, don't think so. No. But uh, the director said the next game would be just as big. Uh, could deviate from teen horror though. The Quarry series obviously started off with Until Dawn. Uh, director Will Biles is targeting 2025 to 26 for the next game in the series. He said he will be moving away from teen horror. He is looking at another full-scale horror title, though, uh, which is tentatively planned for 2026. Uh, Supermassive, which is the studio that makes it, uh, is known for its branching narrative stories, particularly in the horror genre. Uh, it reached Until Dawn and The Quarry and a series of smaller episodic titles underneath the Dark Pictures banner. Uh, speaking to VGC... Uh, Will Biles, who is the studio director, uh, directed both of these games, confirmed his intention to continue creating full-scale narrative games within the same genre. He said, I do like the luxury of being able to fully explore characters. Uh, Specifically discussing the next project, he said it would be equivalent in size to this year's The Quarry, which was published by 2K and suggested it could deviate from the teen horror experience. What sort of... uh, what sort of way could he go with this if he's not going to go teen horror? Because they are obviously known for making teen horror games. Unless he's just in space. Jason in space. <laughs> oh, but I don't want another another Jason. I mean, yeah, they need to. But if all these sort of like nineties, eighties inspired horror games always involve teens. Well, yes. Look at American Horror Stories as well when they did a parody of it. Yeah, but they're always teen horror. Like, how? Like, what exactly could you go from? Because they're obviously the Quarry and Until Dawn, very reminiscent of eighties and nineties horror films, kind of teen horror films. They've always been known for that. But where exactly could you move from now? You go. I mean, every eighties and nineties horror film that I can think of always had teens in. 
Okay, so how about, is it not possible then that they're thinking you, so they, so these are all 80s and 90s games, so. Yeah, they're, could, they're inspired by 80s and 90s horror. Okay, so could they be, could they effectively be trying to age the characters up in the same way that. It, it would be difficult to do that because the reason that these games work so well and the reason those movies came out and did so well and they became cult classics is because the people that would go and see them, or in this case play them, are generally teenagers. Right, but that was back then. And now. Now, of... Yeah. I mean, you could say, like, you've got 30s and 40-year-olds and you can have the characters there, but you're not going to find 40-year-olds that many playing video games. Why don't they just make a 2D platformer for the Sega Saturn and just call it a you with bringing games back for like three year old, con- thirty year old consoles. You, did, you said the same thing with this with the GameCube and something else, the N sixty four or something, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, because people are buying games for old systems. Just release one, yeah, but not that many. Yeah, I spent a couple of million quid on a Sega. Oh yeah, just to yeah, make yeah. a game for a Sega Saturn. But the thing is, why would you want to make a game that's going to deviate from where you've been successful? For for an audience that isn't going to play it, because, because otherwise that same will, audience they probably will play it. Yeah, but the thing is, if you've got if the reason that these games work so well is because you're putting the audience in the body of your main character, because you're you're creating similarities between your audience and the character, which makes it feel like they're them. That's why the people get invested in characters so much. It's because they see themselves in that character. If you then start changing like your what your character's age is and all the sort of thing you're gonna people aren't gonna be as connected that story isn't gonna be as good because the reason people like the teen horror films is because they are teenagers themselves you're not gonna be able to have 40 but 50 year old people I, but there is the other issue of you can't go there's only so far you can go with teen horror because of age restrictions mm. yeah so I, mean, I the, wonder... the quarry and and until dawn is can get pretty pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't know, but the point even regardless of that, there's yeah. still if you're trying to t- target a game or a film or whatever at teenagers legally, there's only so far you can go. And I wonder if the reason that they're now trying to deviate is because they've realised that, they've hit that peak, they can't go any further, which means they're going to have to target it at adults. Mm. Uh, he, did, to... he did leave a hint. He said, I can't really tell you very much about it. We have already started, though. Uh, it's the same sort of horror genre. We're sticking to it. It's equivalent to the size of the quarry, that's as much as I can say. That isn't a lot to go on, Will. That... Tells you nothing. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, potentially we might be a little bit like, I don't know how far we can stretch the team thing horror out further. See, th- this, is what, yeah. this is what I was saying. They, yeah. They've probably done as much as they can with that, but because of age restrictions, you can't, can't go any further, yeah. Which is you why they probably have such violent Yeah, which is, prob- which is probably why they've had to try and change it and be, and aim it and base it off adults because it's the only way you can yeah make a horror game these days yeah uh, when they said when you try to stir things up the number of surprises you can add to that becomes limited uh the dark pictures explores horror, hundreds of var- variants of the horror genre 
what we're looking at now, and I can't say exactly what it is, is a bit of diversion away from that, but some sort of standard is still very much classic horror. After uh, fans will have to wait seven years, like between Until Dawn and the Quarry, he indicated in planning a much shorter turnaround of about four years. It won't be the seven years it took until Until Dawn, it'll be 25 or 26. Every uh, single time game developers say this, something goes wrong and it ends yeah, up being 27. 10 years. So I'm not holding my breath. We should put down the t shirt when you say that. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, Mafia coming from to speaking of 2K is currently free on Steam. The original uh, is coinciding with the game's 20th anniversary and the announcement of a new series entry. Uh, the Mafia game currently available as a free download on Steam. You'll be free of charge until tomorrow, so make sure you go pick that up. Uh, developed by Illusion Softworks, the mobs game was released for PC in August 2002. Uh, it made its way to last two. Th- PS2 and Xbox, the original 2004, uh, he launched a free game commo- promotion in order to coincide with the game's 20th anniversary. Uh, they are apparently working on Mafia 4. Uh, it's a new entry in development. I would like to see, because Mafia is kind of based off the, the Godfather trilogy loosely and recalls real-life Mafia events. If they're going to do this, if they're going to make Mafia 4, it has to be a prequel prequel, so like the very beginning of the Mafia. I would like to see them start at the very beginning. Or be based in Goodfellas. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a mash of all sort of... I mean, it's loosely based off the good off the Godfather series, because the Godfather series came first, and then they kind of deviated and made the Mafia instead. So it's kind of loosely based on that. But there is a mixing of, like, Goodfellas and, you know, set different Mafia movies. If they're going to make... A fourth one, I'd like to see a prequel prequel. So, like, you could play as, say, Lucky Luciano and then when he comes from Sicily into the US and creates the Mafia. That would essentially be, you know, I'd like to see him do that rather than just try and carry on a, sh- a movie or a game that's already technically finished. Because they made the same, it's the same studio that made Mafia 3. So they had sort of like the black soldier who seeks revenge and becomes the boss by taking out the entire mafia in i think it was uh new orleans so he kind of took over but i do not want to see them like kind of try and thread one two and three into a new story and it's it it just feel very convoluted i think the story's at where it's at you don't need to do that what you could do is start back from the beginning and try and fill in the holes from the beginning like how these people got into power etc like where the mafia came about that would be an interesting story and it sort of tie everything together as well um he said i'm happy to confirm we have started work on an all-new mafia project that came from roman hadlick who is the general manager of hangar 13 he said it's a few years away we can't change anything right now we're really excited to keep working on this beloved franchise and to entertain our players with new stories. Uh, the game will be a prequel. Uh, it will be developed with Unreal Engine 5, according to Kotaku. Uh, the last brand entry in the series, Mafia 3, was released in 2016 to mixed reviews, uh, primarily because it kind of deviated from the first two games where you weren't an Italian, obviously. You were playing a black guy who was attacked by Mafia, who was basically a petty criminal who robbed the uh, gold depository, 
and then the mafia killed, tried to kill you, killed your family, went out for revenge. It wasn't in the same line as Mafia 1 and 2, which is where a lot of the criticism came from because it kind of deviated completely from the story. However, I thought it was a rather enjoyable game. If they're going to do a prequel, make it a prequel, prequel, not a prequel to another one of the games. Make it like, yeah. Uh, Mafia Definitive Edition was released for PC and consoles 2020. Uh, I absolutely love the Definitive Edition. I think it's brilliantly done. Uh, the remake of the original game included an updated script, expanded backstories, and additional cutscenes. You can go find that on the store right now. Game or GameStop or whatever. Definitely go and give that a look. It is fantastic. Uh, last but not least, though, speaking of new game announcements, Assassin's Creed Mirage has finally been announced. I am looking forward to this. It's been a few years since we've had, well, we've had Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But that game just felt like it dragged on and on and on and on. It never ends. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage officially confirmed by Ubisoft. Uh, it, got, it got ahead of the leaks. Uh, Ubisoft officially confirmed the next entry. Uh, in today's announcement, it came forward ahead of a large reveal set for September 10th, which will be the Ubisoft Forward broadcast. Uh, Ubisoft has not yet provided any additional details on the game. The image provided... Uh, which we will link below, uh, includes the announcement. It appears to be rumour that it will be set in the Middle East. So, as the rumours and leaks were aware, we are going to be covering Basim. Uh, so, you'll be taking basically a trip to Basim, who was the side character in Valhalla. He went on to be actually be the rebirth of Loki. Technically, was Loki. Uh, and the apparent protagonist in this image is quite small. He does closely resemble Basim. Some social media posts containing Assassin's Creed Mirage links have been taken down with copyright notices suggesting these images are indeed very real. Uh, you can press actually do have access to these images. So the key art that was circling is real. I can vouch for that myself uh, because I got sent it as well. Um, it is available to download. If you want it, you want a copy of it, you want to have a look at it, I may post it on Twitter, but... Uh, Twitter user Synth Potato, who uh, posted one of the most shared views, images of the game, uh, reports that saying getting a message or account has been locked because Twitter received a complaint. Uh, Synth Potato posted and it posts are now gone. Uh, the original tweet remains. Numerous other versions of Assassin's Creed Mirage image remain online. Uh, DMCA notices are meant to be issued by a copyright holder, uh, which in this case would be Ubisoft. Uh, we know for sure, as we expect a lot of official info on the next Assassin's Creed. Uh, how, if the game is actually going to include Basim, that is September 10th, so six days away. It's not very long. Uh, appears to be a leaked Mirage image has surfaced online uh, previously, so I think Ubisoft were trying to get ahead of that fairly quickly. What are you expecting from this game? Because it's obviously a small one before they release Infinity, which will be like the big MMO sort of Assassin's Creed. I, well, to be honest, I don't play Assassin's Creed. Why? Because it's not a game that I play. Yeah, you just play Call of Duty. I play all sorts of games, just not Assassin's Creed. It's the same game every year. It has been. I think Legacy was vastly better than that. Though, yeah, but after games. Black Flag, I just stopped. wasn't good. Yeah. Ubisoft has kind of got stuck in a format. I'm hoping they don't do the same with this Infinity thing, because all Assassin's Creed games after that will be coming to that same game. It'd basically be a light service which I'm not looking forward to. I do not like the sound of that, because even though live service games are very, very popular and very successful, it usually stifles creativity. 
I'm wondering why, because you've just said that this is basically like a step up to a slightly bigger thing that they're doing in the future. Yeah. I can't help but think that that's going to blow up in their faces. Because is that going to end up becoming another thing of something is going to have, the quality of something is going to have to be sacrificed to meet the other? Yeah. That's that's generally what I thought as well. I mean, I know they're rushing to get Infinity done. The thing is with this, it's kind of like a smaller release rather than the big, like, multi yeah, This is yeah, kind of a spin-off what, of Valhalla. Okay, but what I'm what I'm wondering is, in doing that, Mm. Is that then going to result in them not having a? Would it not have just made more sense for them to just concentrate on the bigger thing and scrap this and, and not do this at all? Mm. I do. I do think so. I mean, it's the issue is is that they need to continue making money so they can continue making to get to the release of Infinity. This game will obviously sell. It will sell money. It will make money. And I think that's probably their focus is to make as much money as possible so they can continue making Infinity. Yeah. After a while, their money's going to dry up before Infinity comes out. Yes, it'll sell. But the issue is, because because they're so focused on getting the money for Infinity, and that's clearly their end goal, my yeah. worry is that they're not... It'll sell because, pe- because it's Assassin's Creed and people want that. Yeah. But then similar to what we've had with previous game, I can't think of what they were off the top of my head, but you'll end up with the quality being naff to the point where you're just to the point where they're then just going to be inundated with complaints to the point where people then may not want to play Infinity because they'll go well the quality of this one was crap, therefore I don't want to play that one. Yeah. I mean, the issue, they do this, they've done this previously. So the reason this game is coming out is to basically fill a financial gap between this game and Infinity because Infinity is going to cost them a lot of money to make. I understand. Will Infinity be the most infinite Assassin's Creed game to ever release and will ever release? I think, I think, well, I think it depends on how this one goes. Because if it's Infinity, the the next game after will be Beyond. Oh, ha, ha, ha. oh are you making? Oh, for Christ he's making Lord. another joke. Anyway, yeah, right. Uh, let's move on before Callum starts trying to make more yeah. jokes that aren't funny. Uh, yeah, the re- the reason for this is to fill financial gap. The only reason they they I think that they're doing this is because one, they need to make as much money to Infinity because Infinity is going to be extremely expensive. And two, they want to fill some storyline plot holes, which they could have done in Valhalla, even though that game is about 100, 200 hours long. They still could have, if they if they, if they had like an extra few hours, they could have slotted basically a story. In. The, the only thing I would say is... Even in flashbacks, they could have cut it in with flashbacks. Or yeah. like that. The, the only thing I would say is either expect Infinity to keep getting delayed. Yeah. Or expect the quality of one of them to not be as good as it could have been because they're effectively trying to do two things at once that's my only issue with it yeah man well i don't know whether it's going to be a good deal but if you want some good deals well to think are you looking to start a podcast sign up with podbean voted the number one online podcast app by people like you 
and it is. Use our promo code podbean.com slash gamesinquirer. That's capital G and capital E. And get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet. With promo link podbean.com forward slash gamesinquirer. Self-challenging gaming headset for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC right now. You can get that for $7.99 with free click and collect at Argos. Uh, Titanfall 2, secondhand with Music Mad Pie, it's just £3.79. That is free posters and packaging, not bad. Uh, free PC game this week at Itch.io, Super K Kuna. Uh, that's Itch, which is completely free. You're saving yourself about £2.50. Uh, Thrustmaster Warthog Hotus Joystick and Throttle at box.co.uk. These are sort of thing you use with flight simulator games. So if you're looking for a control uh, that will work with Microsoft Flight Simulator, you're going to save yourself about £80. It's 20% off. Use the code THRUST10. That's THRUST10, box.co.uk. Free postage and packaging as well. Uh, Gamevo right now has some sales on uh, for Hitman Trilogy right now on Xbox One and Series X and S. You need a Argentinian VPN, so just switch your VPN to Argentina. Use the code THOREK, that's T-H-O-R-E-K. That's the Gamevo and Games Market. You can get that game for £4.89 this week, £4.89. Uh, free game right now at Game Giveaway uh, is Majong Royal Towers. That's the giveaway of the day. That is completely free, £10 off, completely for nothing. Uh, Max Payne bundle right now on PC, 1 and 2. Uh, the fall of Max Payne on the Steam Store is currently £2.99. Uh, you can also find the GP66 Leonard 15.6 144GHz gaming laptop with an i7 1TB SSD. RTX 3080. Use the code FANCY15, that is FANCY15, to save yourself 16%. That is down from, one, from 1549 down to 1304. That's not bad at all. Roughly about 250, I'd say. Roughly about that, uh, without doing maths in my head. Uh, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Solid 5 right now, the Phantom Pain on PC Steam. Right now, CD Keys is just £3.99. Uh, you can also find the CD Keys' new Super Lucky's Tale on Nintendo Switch Digital, uh, that is £5.69. That is 28% off. You find that right now on the store. Uh, Xbox Series S at Amazon France right now. You can get for £221.16. That is on Amazon France deals. Uh, so if you're in France or if you have a VPN, go check that out. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West right now on PS4 and 5. Uh, Asda in Warrington. If you live in Warrington... You can get the Horizon Forbidden West on PS4 and 5 for £35. Uh, both versions are £35 in store uh, quickly because they haven't got many, many copies. Uh, Back for Blood PS5 right now in the game collection is 20% off. You can get that on PS5, £7.95. Last up this week, though, Thrustmaster Open Wheel add-on right now. A box is £84.99. That is the uh, steering wheel. It's a PC racer wheel. However, it will work on consoles. Uh, you can get that for £85 right now. And that's all for your deals of the week. Last of Us Part 1 launched this past week. Uh, it's done extremely well. However, the Firefly edition is turning up damaged to some people. Uh, Sony's reportedly not replacing damaged items either. God knows what happened there. Uh, the Last of Us Firefly edition is reportedly turning up broken. 
Uh, Sony is declining to provide replacements. Uh, the game is priced at $100 or £100. Uh, it's sold exclusively in the US via PlayStation Direct. Uh, the first wave of pre-orders for the remake's most expensive edition was snapped up in under an hour in June. However, now it's the game's launch and it's being delivered. Multiple people are reporting it's arriving damaged uh, thanks to an alleged lack of protection in transit. Uh, the Firefly edition includes various in-game bonuses, including a steelbook, uh, the comics 1 to 4, The Last of Us American Dreams, with new cover art. Uh, the game and extras are contained in a cardboard case rather than a plastic or metal one, which they usually are, and it seems to have been shipped without any packaging or protection at all, uh, making them susceptible to damage, some of them including water damage. Uh, the poor packaging used by PlayStation is resulting, obviously, in people having receiving the books and comics broken, ripped, uh, mine, one user wrote, mine, the flap of the envelope, literally could not even reach the other side. So they stuck it on the box itself. Tons of nasty residue from that, even ignoring all the actual damage. Very poor experience on PlayStation Direct. Uh, another user wrote, this is how my Firefight edition of The Last of Us 2 was delivered. Uh, I'm not impressed. If you look at that package, it's completely open and broken. But the envelope isn't even holding together anymore. According to one user, when they approached PlayStation Direct for support, uh, they were offered no option for replacement. He said, I've been offered a 20% pound voucher on a future game order. It appears there is no surplus stock to fulfill replacement orders. Uh, Sony has yet to publicly comment on the issue. Uh, to coincide with the game's release today, uh, the Firefly edition was restocked, but it sold out extremely quickly. It's now up on eBay for six times the original price. Uh, the Firefly edition is being scalped for $600. Uh, restock uh. has obviously sold out in seconds. So basically, scalpers have bought a ton of stock already and are selling it six times the amount. Why does that not surprise me? Yeah, I I would never buy from a scalper anyway, but that is just taking the piss. 600 for a $100 game. But this is the, the reason it's sold so quickly is because scalpers have been out. Yeah, yeah, scalpers have brought it all, and then and now people who actually want to buy the game and actually play it mm. are gonna have to get it off them because people are greedy. Oh no, they're not doing that. One user wrote, "Oh, he's just gonna, he's not, he's not gonna bother now. He's just gonna buy a regular copy." I mean, yeah, there's that too, but there are some people who would be dumb enough to fall into that trap, which is why scalpers do it. Yeah, people will. The moment the cheapest you can find on eBay right now is $350. Price goes up to $600. Uh, Naughty Dog said it was hoping to offer European players the chance to purchase the edition, though nothing has been confirmed yet or announced. I don't think I'll be doing that, to be honest. $100 for a broken package. You, you, you can keep it, Sony, thank you. Uh, they did make 179 additional copies this past week. They were bought out in seconds and the reason for it is because scalpers had their bots out and they bought every single copy. Uh, announcing plans for the US restock last week, uh, PlayStation said they are looking to address the issue and they will be racing another set of batch, uh, another batch for people to purchase soon. Uh, the last one we right now has had one of the best games ever as one of the uh, as as the overall. It's got very good review scores. Personally, I think that when they get this new batch up and running, maybe they should not sell it, but one one of... one one purchase, one copy per user. Well or, well no, I was thinking more they need to fix the 
they need to sort solve the problem of it arriving broken. So therefore, yeah. they, they need so, better packaging. They need to invest in better packaging. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, basically, with this next batch that they're making, they should probably essentially give them away to people who've complained that what they had before was broke and etc. Because yeah. the whole reason like, they're not they do need to do something it. because at the moment, people are not only receiving their packages bro- bro- like broken open, but they're broke, they're wet and ripped, and like that's. If if it was the UK, then you guarantee you'd be able to get your money back because Sony wouldn't have much of an option. We have <laughs> laws here for that sort of thing. So yeah, uh, but you they wouldn't be able to get away with it here. And yeah. I don't know what I don't know what shipment they're using, but if they're, if they're trying to ship from the US to the UK, I guarantee you nobody's going to be buying that either. So if they're trying to use the same method to try and ship it here, that's not going to happen. No. No, nobody's it paying sounds those like, charges. It sounds like whichever service they're using doesn't seem to care about the content of whatever they're shipping the in the first quality, place. Yeah, they just want the money. Yeah. This is the sort of image that Sony's given out, and it's extremely disappointing because I would have thought they would have done a lot better than what they have in providing service with sort of games like this. Mm. You, I mean, you get a better service when you go to a second-hand shop and you buy it from I could I couldn't. I could understand them not realising initially the quality of the shipment service they were using. Yeah. But then as soon as they had figured out that was a problem, why have they not changed it? Or gone to them and gone, what the heck are you doing? Do your jobs properly or will you use somebody else? Yeah. It is becoming an issue with um, with Sony lately, where they they, I mean, I can't remember the name of the game that released. I think it was Horizon Zero. Was it not Horizon Zero Dawn? What's the second one? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, where they had issues sending out mm. collector's editions of that, and people reporting it was being damaged. They seem to have a pattern with this, and I don't know whether it's actually Sony that's doing it, or it's the distribution company that's doing it. But then, if it is the distribution. But then if it is the distribution company they're using, again, as you, if, as you've just said, this has happened before, they mm. should be chasing that up. Yeah. I don't think they actually care, though, to be honest. They've got their money. Why do they care? Because they're it's, not... It's becoming a popular trend with Sony and PlayStation. I'm because not... eventually, they're not... Yeah. Gro- eventually, they're not going to get money. No, people... That's why quiet. they need... Exactly. That's why they need to fix the problem, because eventually people will just go, well, if I order this from... If I order this from Sony, it's just going to arrive to me damaged, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah. What they should do is give it to retailers, like proper retailers who yeah, will be able but to the take thing care is, of it. So if Sony's the one that's given them out... Yeah, it's coming directly from it, Sony. Yeah, so if it's going to the uh, retailers, then it's just going to end up damaging the retailers' end as well. Like, there's still that point of failure. That That's true, actually, because yeah. the problem seems to be getting it from Sony to its intended destination. Yeah. So, they, really, they, the they, only I mean, way they if can If you look it, at Xbox and Nintendo when they sell stuff directly, they always have very good packaging. Sony doesn't. I don't know what it is. Like, you send anything with paper in it, it always comes in an envelope. Like, with no bubble wrap. Nothing. There's nothing in the box. Everything gets damaged, always. I've never had a good experience buying anything directly from Sony, ever. TVs, wherever it is, headphones. I don't think I've ever anything from Sony directly. I've never had a good experience, ever. Never, never, ever had a good experience. I had a pair, bought a pair of Sony headphones a few years ago, which was supposed to be really good for gaming. 
and one of the headphones came in it was broken it was uh, hanging off by the wires that's why i never ever buy sony anymore i don't bother with sony because you got screwed over basically yeah because it's, it's happened two three times every time i've bought something from sony i'll get screwed and this is why I'm saying that at some point they're going to have to do something about it because they're going to have more people like you mm. doing the same thing. Yeah. I'm never ever buying anything from Sony Direct. If I have to, I'll go into a retailer because I know the retailer will usually hand it properly. Yeah. But never anything from Sony pro- from directly. From directly, Sony. yeah. yeah. Again. Uh, speaking of Sony, though, Microsoft apparently said that they've continued the contract with Sony for Call of Duty for several more years as a treat. What? <laughs> That's the word. It's a treat. Uh, Call of Duty's future PlayStation obviously has been in doubt since Microsoft began acquiring Activision. Uh, Microsoft said you have several more years though of playing the shooty bang bang game on your Sony console. Uh, according to The Verge earlier this year, Microsoft Phil Spencer said the commitment to PlayStation boss Jim Ryan in a written letter saying that Call of Duty wasn't going to disappear off the PlayStation storefront anytime soon, even after Microsoft has finished acquiring Activision Blizzard. Uh, in January, he provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, it will feature content parity for at least seven more years beyond the current Sony contract, an offer that goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. He said, how long exactly seven more years might be un- is unknown. So wait, 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 wait. Yeah. is um, Sony still getting exclusive content? It's not, no. After this deal goes through, they will still have Call of Duty. How long left? It's like seven years, isn't it? Se- several years. He didn't reiterate how many years exactly that is. He said several more years. That but, could will, be... but will Microsoft make sure that content isn't worthwhile? Well, all? they've got until 2028 or 2030, I think, until their contract expires anyway for, those that, for that deal. So they've got until, I'd say, 2030. After that, it most likely... They'll keep it either keep it on as far as multiplayer goes, but when it comes single player story, it'll most likely go Xbox. Which is but single player is where people are gonna be buying physical copies, that's what obviously Xbox is looking at. Uh, the PlayStation players who feared the COD franchise will become an Xbox exclusive. Uh, like Starfield can breeze obviously a little bit easier. Uh, back in January, Microsoft announced it was closing in on the deal to buy Activision Blizzard. Uh, he arguing with lawmakers and regulatory groups around the world, including the UK, uh, which is holding up the deal until at least January. Uh, the deal is on the up and up, though, they said, and won't damage the gaming industry. The reason they're doing that is because it's a treat. <laughs> uh, I love that saying. It's a treat. Uh, Sony says a treat for what? the central game for them because they're allowing it to continue on PlayStation. The reason they're allowing it to continue, though, is because Sony says it's an essential game series, uh, while Microsoft is arguing it isn't. Uh, one such claim from the Xbox company reported in, in I can't remember when this was, June, uh, said the massive corporation asserted there was nothing unique about the video games developed and published by Activision, including the Call of Duty franchise, uh, were must-have games for any rival gaming company or platform holder. Uh, shortly after Microsoft announced its act. Uh, acquisition of, of Activision. Sony revealed plans to buy Destiny 2 immediately after uh, and invested $1 billion in Epic Games. Uh, Sony's investment in Epic Games marked the PlayStation Company's third recent spending spree uh, after it purchased Blue Point Games, uh, studio behind the Demon's Souls remaster. The reason that uh, Sony is panicking though is because they believe that Call of Duty is so integral to their cell system, to their bottom line, 
and they are willing to go above and beyond to protect that, including trying to screw up the deal. <laughs> they go to foreign governments and asking them to, uh, to delay or, or decline the deal from happening. The thing is, I, I'm not sure that the making it, I, I don't know if this is ever going to be their end goal anyway, but I'm not sure Microsoft making Call of Duty Xbox exclusive is going to do them any favours either. Well, it will on two separate things. So the starters, as we've already said, and I've reiterated this before, console makers do not make money from selling consoles. They make money from selling physical copies of games because they get a percentage. And they don't re- usually have to do any work. When it's a console exclusive, they do but they'll make more money from the digital sale of that game. Physical obviously requires a little bit more expenditure because they have to make the yeah. artwork, etc. But it's not as much as... It's not that much more than digital. They don't make really any money from selling consoles. Xbox hasn't since the game console launched. No, Some I know, but... making profit, but that's because they're using cheaper parts. Microsoft no, is... No, I know, but... No, I know, but... Cloud gaming, I'm... investing in Android, etc. No, they're, but they're what I'm saying... Up. What I'm saying is... If you... <coughs> if they make a game as big as Call of Duty Xbox yeah. exclusive... Yeah. Then... People who play it primarily on PlayStation aren't going to be able to play it anymore, won't be buying it, and that is going to take a massive chunk of... Well, no, because if you look at what actually makes Call of Duty so much money on consoles, it's not the single-player aspect, it's the MMO aspect. It's the online multiplayer that makes the most money for Activision Blizzard. So that mostly happens on PlayStation. So if they were to take the multiplayer part out of the game, take it off PlayStation, then that would be an issue for them financially. But when you have the single-player story, that isn't making them more money over time the online multiplayer is so they could feasibly take that out what they may then look to do is release it on game pass because game pass is also going to make them a lot of money and then that digital copy can go on game pass to get more people on game pass which is their bottom line they want as many people on game pass as possible you take that aspect away from playstation that isn't going to affect playstation's bottom line that isn't going to affect their bottom line because more people will still pay money to put into the multiplayer aspect of the game. That's no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that it will affect PlayStation at all. What I'm saying is, if they stop, if they, if, they take you, the if you make, out. yeah, if you make, yeah. if you make it impossible for people to play Call of Duty on PlayStation in the way that they used to, mm. then you're effectively. If they're trying to force them to move across to Xbox, then that's never going to work. They're just going to end up... They're still making money off PlayStation players playing it. If they do what I think they're going to further down the line, that money's gone. Because a lot of PlayStation players are not going to migrate just for the sake of one game. Mm. I mean, the the issue is that... Sorry, go on, Callum. Oh, that's very true, though. Like... It just doesn't make sense, does it? Like, if people would not migrate over to one console because of Call of Duty, they wouldn't. Well, no, but they also would be able to do that on PC or mobile. The reason that this deal was happening is primarily because of mobile. 
because one Xbox have no market in mobile whatsoever. Activision have at least top f- four top four games out of the top five, not including Genshin Impact. So they already have a market now. Where is the majority market that Xbox is now trying to break into, as we heard last year, that they desperately wanted to break into? India. There's 1.2 billion people, although India's kind of having a, uh, issues at the moment. Shout out to anybody that's living in Pakistan. I'm uh, mm. My heartfelt wishes and condolences to everybody that's passed away, the family's friends. Literally everybody in Pakistan. I'm. It is horrible what's happening now. Mm. Uh, but the reason they want Xbox One Mobile is one, Japan, China, because they are primarily mobile markets, and India which is a large untapped gaming market completely. Like, there's no big-scale company over there. Xbox, as of last year, was trying desperately to break into India, but because pricing is so low in India, because they have to be, so, for example, a pound here would be about 15p there. So they don't make very much money. Most people make three, four pound on it, or, say, $10 a month in india it's a very small market they charge haircuts like 15 10 15 p they're not expensive so if you're looking at trying to make money in places that do not have a lot of money like india the best place you can go in is mobile which is what xbox is trying to do they're trying to break into india activision is a way to do that if you're looking to break into countries like japan and china who have very heavy mobile markets easiest way to do that activision blizzard i can understand i can understand that but that still doesn't change the fact that making one of their most popular games Mm. eventually making one of their most popular games microsoft exclusive is going to kick them in the balls it it will do as far as physical sales because They'll make money from the physical, digital, not so much because they need to pay PlayStation to put that on the store. They need to do marketing campaigns, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It isn't cheap. PlayStation get a copy, get a cut of like 30%. It's not a cheap venture to do that on PlayStation as far as digital goes. Physical would probably cut them cut some of their profits. But if you look at realistically what who's playing what on PlayStation... The majority of people are playing multiplayer on PlayStation. More people play Call of Duty overall, but the majority of people on PlayStation are playing the multiplayer aspect of that game. Mm-hmm. What Xbox One is the story because the people that are on Xbox typically are more single player focused games because Xbox don't have, you know, pe- Xbox players generally focus more on single player as far as the statistics go. PlayStation players usually play more multiplayer games on PlayStation. So there's two different avenues there that they can expand on. Xbox have obviously Game Pass, so they don't have to sell any money there whatsoever for the single-player game. They can just put it on Game Pass, whereas PlayStation could put it on PS Plus. I don't know if that deal is going to be allowed, though, because they're an Xbox now own it. So Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have the option to. I don't know the specifics of the deal. I'm not saying I do. Mm. But I think what Xbox most likely will end up doing is having the multiplayer aspect staying across console 
and then somewhere down the line they may say we're going to keep the single player aspect of this game on Xbox or PC or mobile. That's the easiest way for them to go because that means that they are 100% maximising their profits. If you want to play the single player of the game, you got to have a Game Pass. You can get Game Pass now, pretty much everything. They're even releasing TVs with Game Pass. So you can go get Game Pass, simple yeah. as that. If you want to play the multiplayer game and that's all you're interested in, here you go. You've got it on PlayStation. And most people will still play multiplayer, regardless if they don't have the single player story. Uh, but anyway, moving on, uh, Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford uh, is selling some of the most ugliest shirts I have ever seen in my life. These are granddad level sweaty patched. Yes, they're actually been worn. He is selling them for charity. They were going up on, on charity auction. However, they are some of the most ugliest shirts I have ever seen in my life. One of which is a Hawaiian shirt. With red, blue, green, yellow, black, and white. <laughs> it's just the most disgusting. He called them fun and unique. Uh, <laughs> they're unique. I'll give him that. They're definitely u- unique. Uh, Gearbox shared news of the auction on their official Twitter account. Uh, the link to almost 50 of his personal shirts. Really, he's just like, I don't like these shirts anymore. Can we get rid of them? I mean, I mean to be, I mean to be fair. If that, oh, okay. Goodbye, Colin. To be fair, yeah. Really? To be, it's prob, it's probably connection issues. He might be back soon. Anyway. Yeah. If that is, to be fair, if that, if it is just a case of he doesn't like the shirts anymore and wants to get rid. I mean, trying to make some money for charity in the process is not necessarily a bad way of doing it. Yes, but have you seen the shirts? No. <laughs> Go click the link. Let me have a look. See if... Let me have a look. See if. No, f- that's the wrong one. Ah. <laughs> uh, Halfway down. Yeah, have you seen them? Yeah. No, I just I clicked the wrong link by accident. <sighs> Come on, you stupid thing. There we go. Yeah. I saw. I. Oh. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> oh no. no what, no, do you know no. what they just remind? They just remind me of shirts worn by a character in a TV series that I used to watch. Yeah. Uh, that, was that one? What was that one with him? And he, the guy went back to the seventies. He had an accident. And he woke up in the seventies as a cop. I've no idea. It, they look like that. They look like those sort of shirts. They look like oh, something a dad would wear in the 1960s when they go on holiday. Mm. Except he owns like 50 of them. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, yeah. my point kind of still stands. Maybe there are some weirdos in this world that like that sort of thing. And that's, wh- and that's why... I wouldn't why say weirdos, I'd say granddads. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there are some granddads in this world who like that sort of shirt. Therefore, he's catering to that market and making money for charity in the process. To be fair, they have listed the approximate value of each shirt, $400. That's a lot of money for one of those shirts. What? Uh, it is a, yeah, it is a blind auction, so you can't see each other's bids. However, all the money they've raised uh, is going into development uh, developer scholarship at school for schools. Uh, Gearbox fans may have noticed the loud shirts worn by the head honcho over the years. Uh, now these shirts can be yours. 
I don't re- I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want no. them. Personally, there isn't a game studios on earth who see I admire so much. I want to wear one of these shirts, especially when the designs are so very, very loud. Uh, in all fairness, it's hard to knock a thing when all proceeds are obviously going to charity. Uh, it's a developer scholarship for people who can't afford to go to school. So it's a good cause. I still wouldn't buy one of those shirts for $400. Same. Same. But again, as I was saying, it's not like he's losing anything out of it. And no, if anything, he's clearing he's, out his closet. If anything, exactly, exactly, he's clearing out his closet and attempting to make money for charity in the process. Technically, it's a win-win. Whether or not it's going to be successful is a different matter entirely. But it's not like he's losing anything out of it. No, I mean that's fair enough. I don't think, uh, I don't think anyone's going to possibly buy them. I mean, there will be some people to buy them, but for fifty of those shirts for four hundred dollars, I don't see it. Anyway, uh, before we jump into a break, Steam. Uh, has pulled a game off their store after the developer went on a transphobic rant. Uh, Dominus developer says that Steam will lose millions for cancelling the studio. No, you won't. <laughs> uh, people weren't going to buy this game anyway. But if it isn't the consequences of an arsehole's own actions, on the 31st of August, uh, the developer behind the Gladiator game Domina uh, posted patch notes that included a transphobic screed attacking trans streamer Clara Keffel Sorrenti. Included it in the patch notes, you dick. Uh, yesterday evening, some Twitter noticed, Twitter users uh, noted uh, that Domina had been removed from Steam, uh, with a notice indicating this action to be taken at the request of the publisher. However, the developer confirmed that Valve chose to delist the game from the developer to delist the developer from its platform. Uh, Keffels, if you don't know who she is, uh, was swatted by August was swatted on August fifth by members of Kiwi Farms. Uh, which is an alt-right forum that cultivates hate speech and brutal attacks on trans people. Uh, she was forced to flee Canada for her own safety uh, because of it and started campaigning for the website company group Cloudfare, which is a security company, to stop providing services to Kiwi Farms. Uh, hashtag started trending on Twitter for do- uh, drop Kiwi Farms. Uh, trans community members shared their experiences of being harassed and swatted by them. Uh, in patch notes for Domina, the uh, developer posted a rant against Keffels and the trans community. Most of the messages had nothing to do with the game at all and featured several transphobic slurs. Uh, whilst the original reviews of the game were mostly positive, the most recent reviews trend mostly negative because of this. Uh, many of the reviews specifically call out the developer transphobic beliefs. Uh, the page is still accessible, so if you can go through the direct link, uh, but user no longer purchase the game or find it via the search bar function. Uh, the studio Dolphin Bar Incorporated also no longer have a developer profile. Uh, on the right-wing social media platform Gab, uh, which is a content warning for transphobic and homophobic slurs, if you're going to go check that out, uh, developer Nicholas J. Lennon Gorison clarified that Steam had cancelled Dolphin Bar Incorporated uh, Gabe Newell doesn't care, seem to care that I brought millions in revenue to the table. <laughs> did ya? Even if you did, that doesn't excuse your behaviour now, you. No. And even then, I've never heard of this game. So if this game was selling millions upon millions, I would have heard about it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I regularly keep up with Steam on a daily basis. We report on indie games. There's no way that you've made millions because I would have heard about it. Most indie games on Steam sell on average about twenty-five to 30,000 over the course of the game's life cycle. 
So if you paid millions or you made millions, that is. Anyway, uh, Gabe Norris apparently said he doesn't. This guy said apparently said Gabe Norris doesn't seem to care that he's brought millions to the table, uh, while his moderation team and VPs will end up costing him millions in payroll. What? Uh, yeah, he's basically sack all your staff. They're costing you too much, but I make you so much money. Get out of it. Uh, Kotaku reached out to the company but did not receive a response in time by the publication. Uh, Gorison also included a screenshot of his developer account at the top of Domino's discussion page. Uh, There's a fist message from Steam Support saying a recent announcement posted at the community eating hub uh, includes insults targeting another person. Uh, Valve said in a ban note whilst noting that the developer was warned in the past for all infractions, we're ending our business relationship with them and removing all associated products from sale. Uh, Valve obviously was contacted, also did not receive a response in time. Uh, previous to this all-out ban, Gorison was banned by Valve from Dominus' own Steam forums over abusive comments. So he was commenting on the game's forums with abusive comments. Uh, Steam, big win today. Uh, yep. That guy can get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not want to hear about this guy ever again. Uh, and I, I don't think he's actually on our client list, but if he is, I'll be removing him. Dick. Uh, shout out to Keffels. Uh, we got your back, buddy. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to jump into some music. Uh, we're back very, very shortly. Do not go anywhere. Callum has lost his internet connection. Hopefully, we're back very shortly. Anyway, we'll be back soon. Don't go anywhere. Wow. We the wow. best music. Wow. 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 Yeah. Another one. Another one. DJ Khaled. I got fake friends giving me hugs. I got record labels giving me dubs. You can't book me at clubs. Police hate me, white fans show me love. I just gave away bites with a judge. I grew up in the mud. Legal money, I got rich from working. I give back to my hood on purpose. When you make it to the top, you know the rumors gon' surface. Know you talk behind my back, cause your ass always be nervous. Everything private on the jet, we got curtains. 30,000 feet and this bitch bust out twerking. I ain't from New Orleans, but I know that you heard me. I don't play tennis, but the models they serve me. Feel like I'm that nigga, but plenty of women didn't curb me. Know my worth, I gave myself to many women didn't deserve me. Trusted you, gave you my heart, and you did nothing but hurt me. But one thing about them tables, they just don't stop turning. One thing about them tables, they just don't stop. Yeah, one thing about this money, it just won't stop. Hard inside the trenches, I can't go pop. We make street ruckers and they go pop. Still stand on business even though I'm rich. Niggas out of pocket, grab the pool stick. She don't get a purse, then she gon' throw a fit. But she ride me like a rodeo, no bullshit. I own a lot of homes, I got good deeds. Dotting all my I's and crossing all my T's. Looking at my children, all I see is me. You know it's different when you responsible for how somebody breathe. Make sure that they eat, cause I'm a hustler. I don't believe in ghosts, but he's a buster. Top shot of the streets, know how many niggas we done roughed up. Ferrari 1.2, remember Ryan in a pluck pluck. 40 million a year, this shit right here way past lucked up.
welcome back. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, thank you everybody for subscribing to the website. Uh, September 8th will be the end of year Game Award nominations. We're going out to site members. You will receive an email in your inbox. Uh, please make sure you double check. It may go in a little bit late because there are a lot of subscribers we have to send it to. However, make sure you check your junk file as well, uh, just to be on the safe side. Uh, nominations will continue, I believe, until November 1st, which is when the uh, end of the year winners will be announced and be able to go vote. Uh, that being said, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 stream will, will reveal what's next for the game. Uh, I have been enjoying Cyberpunk very much so. Um, still playing it now, actually. There's so much to do in that game. It's ridiculous. Next gen, obviously, a better platform than last gen. Uh, if you have still one last gen, don't bother buying it because it's completely broken. However, uh, stream next week will spell out what's coming up in the sci-fi RPG. Uh, the next edition of the Night City Wire apparently will give us a glimpse of what's on the horizon for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, the anime Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, which is on the website right now, if you're looking for more details on that, uh, there is an article up right now. Uh, it looks through the upcoming show, might be getting a little in-game love too. Uh, the upcoming stream is going live September 6th, uh, so is it not tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, 8am Pacific, 4pm in the UK, 11am Eastern. And the announcement came as a brief teaser, but might have just tipped his hand a little bit. Uh, there's certainly something new on the Horizon uh, Cyberpunk announced on their official Twitter account. Uh, they talk about the upcoming anime Cyberpunk Edge Runners. What's next? Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, the video that was listed shows player character V wearing a new jacket around the 0-14 second mark. It's no ordinary jacket. It's the same one that can be seen in the upcoming Edge Runners anime. Uh, v wearing that jacket might signal there are additional missions or in-game story that's going to tie into the Edge Runner stories, the, the anime. Uh, it's likely if that's the case, we'll find out more about it on September 6th. The first Cyberpunk expansion isn't being released though until 2023, so maybe a bit longer. Uh, we wouldn't bet against seeing more of what's coming in the update 1.6, but what that includes remains to be seen. Uh, still, if you're heading to PAX West, you may want to check out the first two episodes of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That is showing right now. Uh, the debut starts today, however, it will be running for the next couple of days until games uh, PAX West is over. Uh, tickets are available while supplies last. You can find the link down below in the article. Uh, moving on, though, if we know more about Cyberpunk. Uh, speaking of streaming, uh, two of Twitch's biggest stars say they need a break from streaming, that being Pokemon and Ninja, which is shocking. They're leaving Twitch for a while. Uh, they said they're taking a step back. Uh, two of the biggest stars are apparently leaving the platform for a while. Uh, Tyler Blevins, also known as Ninja, is currently the most popular Twitch streamer in the world. He's 18.3 million followers uh, tuning in to watch him play Fortnite. Uh, Pokemane, anyways, has built a fan base at 9.2 million followers, uh, making her name with League of Legends in 2013. Uh, she's also one of the co-owners of 100 Thieves esports team. Uh, for now, though, they seem to be online for the best part of the roles. Uh, big things are coming, Ninja said on Twitter. Uh, delete these social media presence two hours later now and i just need a break uh, meanwhile pokemon has a little bit more vocal about her reasons uh, in a new video i first went through a month-long break she said i feel like other platforms fit into my lifestyle nowadays a little bit better i hope it doesn't sound big-headed to me to say but nowadays when i see things on twitch it kind of makes me feel like been there done that after almost a decade of streaming on the platform it's easy to say why well, you might want to change your pace uh, there's a pressure on streamers to follow every trend to capitalise on viewership. The stream longer than the guy next to them. It, she said it's a hyper-competitive industry. But ultimately, the reason I say this is because I'm just at a point in my life that it doesn't feel creatively fulfilling to feed into that anymore. 
Uh, ultimately, Pokemon still wants to take part in Twitch, saying that she wants the platform to be part of my Arsenal, but now wants to step away from the pressures of streaming full-time. When I wake up nowadays, I don't want to run to my PC and game for eight hours straight. Uh, that's the reason she said she's leaving. That is a big blow for Twitch. If she's jumping over to YouTube or anywhere else, uh, I don't know what Twitch is going to do because they're going to lose their two biggest streamers. Uh, two there with the most... The thing is, it doesn't... Well. The thing is, I mean, we don't really know what's going on with Ninja because he's just suddenly decided I'm going, I'm going to stop and mm. then just disappeared. With Pokemon, from what you've just said, it sounds like she's not stopping streaming entirely. No, she so just doesn't do it on Twitch full time. No, I that isn't what I got from that. I got, I got that as more. She's just not going to be streaming as often, and she'll do other things instead, yeah. like YouTube videos, for example. Yeah, or she goes so, more into Hundred Thieves or. Focus yeah. more on the esports company. Yeah, she's she's got other yeah, apps so to go down. Yeah, so I don't think so. I don't think it's a case of she's if she is going to continue streaming, she's moving platforms. Mm. I think it's the streaming itself that is causing her the issue, not the platform. Yeah, and Twitch can be quite toxic at times as well. If you look at some of the comments in some of these threads, they are either filled with people who are sending her extremely disgusting messages, resolving her body or anything like that. Or they're people that just don't like women, full stop. Um, all these, you know, death threats, all these stupid people spamming. Yeah, it's, it, it can become quite irritating. Which I, I yeah, so that. I should understand why she, so I can understand why they've both taken a step back. Yeah. I do feel like that, because that is becoming a common trend with a lot of female streamers in particular. Yeah. If you look so, at Amaranth as well, there's people who actually believe that she's their wife. So I do think yeah. that Twitch kind of really needs to get a handle on this and yeah. go. They they don't seem to want to do anything though. When you come look at look at just any of the comment threads, look at Amaranth streams. Yes, she's in a bikini most of the time in a hot tub, or you know, people will find her. She's obviously a very attractive woman, but there's people there in her threads who are just making the most obscenely sexual comments you could possibly the problem make. Is, the problem is... I'd get pissed I, off I think, if it was me. The problem is, I feel like the reason why Twitch aren't doing anything themselves is because they seem to think mm. that channel moderators can do that job for them. Mm. Which, it's kind to of a difficult. Cert- if you're getting 100 messages, there's only yeah, so much you can to actually a, Yeah, to a certain extent, they're right. With much smaller streamers, yes, that works. But with people like Pokemon, Ninja, any of the Cybermen who stream, whatever, people with bigger channels like that, yeah. as you said, they're getting more messages than you can read in the chat within a minute. But their mods can't keep an eye on that 24-7. Not 24-7. No. They, they can't see every message that comes through. So Twitch no. really needs to do something I don't yeah. know. What. More, more, more stringent moderation controls yeah. is definitely required because they are, if this continues, they're going to lose bigger streams. And, they, and it, without the streamers on their platform, people aren't going to be there anymore. They'll just leave. You lose. They've lost two of their biggest, and that's a huge blow for them, especially yeah. when they want they're trying to compete with YouTube and they're increasing their output. It's, yeah. it's going to be extremely difficult for them for, to continue following down the same path if more people just walk up, get up, and leave. It's not a good move for them. They need to do something immediately. But anyway, uh, moving on this way, Xbox previously announced a partnership with IHOP. 
which is the International House of Pancakes in America. Uh, players can now redeem new Xbox-related prizes through the restaurant's International Bank of Pancakes. They've rechanged it. It used to be the uh, yeah, uh, reward program. As for the kinds of rewards players can get, you can, that includes a one-month Game Pass Ultimate trial, a free game download for Grounded, and the Forza Horizon 5 Premium Add-ons bundle just by buying pancakes. What? If I really want an ad, I really want IHOP in the U in the UK. I want I mean, that. I, I mean, I actually would love to see IHOP in the UK for completely different reasons, but this just seems. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. but this just seems weird. Yeah. I mean, I I do think that some of this stuff is disgusting. What they what they put I help put in their meals, uh, <laughs> party animals, uh, which is a uh, meal deal for IHOP, includes a pancake combo with two cupcake pancakes, pork sausage links, hash browns, and two eggs over medium. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Fruity pancake with hash browns, sausages, and egg. Yeah, that yeah, uh, sounds like a very strange combination. Get yeah, we don't, in the UK we don't have. It, but... Well, in the UK we don't have savoury pancakes. We have like fruity pancakes and chocolate pancakes and like lemon and sugar. We don't then put that with bacon and eggs. No. That's just rank. Uh, gra- the grounded release includes the big brunch steak burger with bacon, fried egg, and a crispy potato pancake. Uh, the American cheese, IHOP sauce, and a side of buttermilk pan. Buttermilk and American... Okay. Buttermilk's meant to be sweet. It's not meant to be savoury. Why are you putting cheese with a steak burger and bacon? Oh, 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 no. Oh, Uh, stop it. I I don't think I can eat this, to be honest. I'm sorry if you live in America and you love IHOP. I don't think my stomach can handle this. If if there were any Americans listening and we're clearly missing the point, then let us know. But to us... Poor British people. That seems weird. (laughs) Uh, The Forza family feast, which comes with the premium add-on bundle, comes with four servings of scrambled eggs, hash browns, eight bacon strips, eight sausage links, and eight buttermilk pancakes. (laughs) See, the first, everything you said in that sentence up until buttermilk pancakes seems nice. why, Why are you putting... No, pan- pancakes are made to be sweet. They're made with sugar. Why are you putting bacon with it? That's just, I don't know what it is. It just makes you go, whoop. <laughs> uh, all these Xbox-inspired meals can be ordered at participating IHOPs until October 31st. Uh, Xbox have created special syrup caddies that come bundled with a bright Xbox wireless controller. I don't know why. Special syrup caddies with a controller. That just sounds like it's counterintuitive, doesn't it? You got a mm. controller and a box of syrup. <laughs> then, uh, you know what? This just yeah. sounds to me like Xbox are trying to find a way of making more money. Yeah, it's all. It's but all then, but then, but then, but then, why? Because it, 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 it sounds, sounds weird. weird. It, it doesn't sound, sound like it sounds weird. Do. No, but this is the problem. It sounds weird, which then makes me think: Are they doing this because they're getting desperate? No, they're well, a two they're trillion dollar company. Why would they be desperate? Because they've splunked all their money on this Activision deal that's taking a oh, while. Oh, they have so much more. 
Well, then why are they doing this? It's a promotional thing to get people who play who go to IHOP to buy Xbox stuff. That's just... Yeah, they've done this before. They did one recently with Gucci uh, to release a what special edition a Xbox Series X that cost $10,000. I mean, at least Gucci makes a little bit more sense. But why are you, why are you trying to... I mean, that last one does not make sense to me because they've got syrup caddies with a bright blue console. Why would you put the two together? <laughs> syrup and a controller does not combine. They do not make no. sense to put that together. But regardless... Uh, unless the, unless the yeah, controller's actually... Unless the controller's actually a cake, then... Yeah, no, it's an actual controller. No, I know, no, I know it is. Box of syrup, just like sticky fingers. No, <laughs> no, no, I know, I know it is an actual controller, but I was maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on to TV and movie news before we wrap up. Uh, Netflix uh, in September 2022 will include the cyberpunk anime uh, Blonde and the new next series of Cobra Kai. Uh, Netflix also released new episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, courtesy of Bandai, and some classic comedies. Uh, Cobra Kai will be returning for the fifth season. Uh, this apparently will be the final season. I don't know if that's true now. Because apparently there was rumours they're continuing for a sixth season. So I don't know if it's actually now going to be five or it's going to be six. Uh, Cobra Kai will be returning though. Terry is leading Cobra Kai into a new regime. Uh, Daniel, Johnny and an old ally join forces in a battle that goes way beyond the map. Uh, September is also going to be a big month for Marilyn Monroe fans. Uh, Anna D. Amorous. Uh, we'll be bringing the legendary actress to life in Blonde. Uh, that will be based on the best-selling novel by Joyce Carol Oates. Uh, bizarre adventure fans will also be treated to episodes 13 to 24 of Stone Ocean, uh, which has already started right now. Uh, some notable Netflix originals include Lou, uh, which stars Alison Janney and Journey Somolier. Somolier? Uh, no, that is not Jesse Smollett. <laughs> uh, tells the story of a mother teaming up with a mysterious neighbour to rescue her kidnapped daughter. Uh, the Academy, old Umbrella Academy's Tom Hopper, uh, starring alongside Kate Graham in Love in the Villa. Uh, Netflix also adding three Austin Powers movies, the first two Despicable Me movies, three Resident Evil movies, and many, many more. Uh, that is all for Netflix. As far as on other platforms go, uh, we also have Prime Video in September. We include The Rings of Power, which has just released the first episode, uh, The Goodnight Mummy, and The Lord of the Rings spin-off. Uh, they've also got a couple of other things also going on involving The Hobbit films. Is also joining Prime Video in uh, this month. Uh, September has arrived and will bring its long-awaited rival, The Rings of Power. Uh, it's set a thousand years before the original films. Uh, this new series will tell a new story featuring new faces and familiar ones like Gadriel and Elrond. Uh, the new Rings of Power is set a thousand years before the events of the film. If that isn't Middle Earth enough for you, though, uh, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy will also be dropping on Prime Video. Uh, if you can find the way between the episodes of the Rings of Power too much to bear and you want to keep up with Lord of the Rings. Uh, September will also see the arrival of Goodnight Mummy, uh, which is a film starring Naomi Watts, who I love that actress. She's she's great. Uh, it follows twin brothers who arrive home to find their mother with surgical bandages on her face and her personality completely changed. Uh, that sounds more like a horror thriller film. Uh, what's mm-hmm. worse is they start to believe this might not actually be their mother. Uh, alongside another Amazon original, uh, his best friend's exorcism. Uh, as fans of high school football, we have to know that all the seasons are Friday Night Lights without stream beginning of the month. Uh, in addition, subscribers will also be treated to Dog, 
he got game and the return of Thursday night football. Uh, you can check out the gallery down below. There is a huge amount going on. There's also American Beauty will be dropping on there. Uh, American Ninja. I did love the original film of American Ninja. Started the 12 after 2 and 3. Uh, Blair Witch Project is also going to be on there. Cabin Fever, Cabin Fever 2. Uh, Black Sunday, Bad Influence. Uh, also on there is Employee in a Month. I thought it was an okay film. Uh, the Expendables 1, 2 and 3 will be on there. Fight Club. Uh, you'll also be able to find How to Train Dragon, I Saw the Devil, Legally Blonde 1 and 2, uh, Let the Light Right 1 in, 2008 film, that's a good film that is. Uh, the Mother's Motorcycle Diaries, that's not bad either, it's more of a documentary sort of thing. Uh, Pulse, Ronaldo, Rookie of the Year, there's so much coming to Prime Video right now, loads of stuff. And that's just the movies, uh, that's not including the TV series as well. Uh, Prime, do you know how to... Prime do know how to release some pretty decent stuff on there. Yeah, Netflix is kind of struggling comparison. Yeah. yeah. They have one or two Netflix, original series which yeah. people want to see, and then they have like six months in between the next one, which is annoying. Yeah, that's the issue. Netflix have sort of decided that they're sort of hinting more towards originals that it then takes them forever to actually mm-hmm. make. Well, to be honest, of- they, have, they, did, they have worked on originals before, but there's one with uh, Nick... I think it's Nick Frost, uh, who was doing a sort of like a Ghostbusters TV series. They only had one season, one season of that, and they haven't brought it back since. So that was two, three years ago now. Yeah. Really Netflix, they do Netflix, this thing where they start it and then cancel it and move on to another thing. If Netflix, based off what I've seen, if Netflix want to do originals, hmm. then maybe they should stick to doing original films. Yeah, they, like, they have like to, they similar to... Like the day shift, which is really, really, really good. It's got, um, what's his name, Jamie Jamie Foxx in it. Mm. That is such a good show, such a good movie, I should say. If you haven't seen day, the day shift before Netflix, definitely go and watch yeah. that. It's and the other, so one, cool. the other one that came to my mind was... Um, extremely wicked as well that's a pretty yeah, good one as well good as well there is a lot of good shows on netflix isn't that's what i mean movies. that's what i mean amazon netflix seemed is... to cancel stuff after one series and all just completely forget about it like they had the one with david tennant where he played a demon and i can't remember the other guy who played an angel and they were like two they had two seasons of that and then that hasn't been back in like two years they do this thing constantly and i really wish they just finished the series yeah. Stop making new stuff. Finish the stuff you got. It's really irritating. But or just and they are they do release some very good movies as well. Yeah. They don't need to. They don't need to remake new stuff. Just the problem is people who go onto these things for series, who use streaming sites for series, tend to be looking for series that they can't find anywhere get. else. Yeah. So like, for example, I've effectively been using prime to watch the handmaid's tale yeah because i can't find it anywhere else because it's only on channel four for a limited amount of time before they get rid of it because of licensing issues yeah. i'm guessing that's the sort of thing that most people would use prime for sit for tv series for mm. not i mean amazon have released some very very good tv shows but they just always can't they either forget about it or cancel it after a series, after one season. They've done it over and over and over again. Netflix issue is like what Bam said previously. They release stuff that has no future in it. Like mm. I know Stranger Things, the, one of the best TV shows ever made, has that got a future other than what they currently got? 
No. Is there any merchandising opportunities there? No. There isn't anything there because it's based on Dungeons and Dragons, which is a board game that's already out, so they can't. Yeah, really but in do all that. yeah, but in all fairness, have they not up their game with that one with <laughs> convenient wording considering the show I'm thinking of? Have they not improved things in that regard with the uh, Squid Game though? Not that I I've seen mean, it. They don't or... own Squid Game though. They have the license into uh, right, okay. film it. They don't own the actual thing. They don't it's actually like a Chinese production company. Uh, or a Korean production company, I should say, not a Chinese one. But they don't have the rights to that. They don't really release any shows that have a future in that regard. If you look at Disney, everything they put out has future. Minions, you've got toys, clothes. Mm. Everything becomes a brand unto itself. You can't really do that with any Netflix shows. It does. It does, although the issue that Disney now seems to currently be having is their way of creating a future for a lot of their IPs tends to be just re-releasing them several years down the line. Yeah. Disney, though, do have a, a ability to make things that have a future to them. Like yeah. everything Marvel, you have the comic books, you have toys, action figures. You That thing has a life unto its own, each IP. Netflix doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, though, HBO Max this month is releasing the new film Elvis, uh, House of the Dragon. First two episodes are out on Sky if you're in the UK. Uh, the Magnolia Network, and more. It's also seen seasons for Gotham and Vampire Diaries. We'll be jumping onto HBO Max. Uh, the September 1st will include uh, several dozen films. There's a lot of them. Uh, House of the Dragon will continue its reign throughout the month of September. Uh, new episodes arrive every Sunday. Uh, this is obviously 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. It is definitely worth a watch. It's not as good as Game of Thrones thus far. I'm hoping it will continue to be good, but we'll see. Uh, you will also be able to find season five of Young Sheldon. They'll be finally dropping. They've only got season three on Netflix. I don't know what happened now. Uh, so all seasons of Gotham and The Vampire Diaries and new episodes of Impractical Jokers will all be arriving on HBO Max. Uh, movies include a Divergent series. Also <laughs> yeah, I love that film. My Bloody Same. Valentine. Well, <laughs> well, I like the first one. The second two were a little bit meh. And then they seem to have just not bothered with finishing the series off. Just they tried to do the whole split in the last book in two and it kind of all went pear-shaped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you also find Wild Hogs on there, What Lies Beneath. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 will be on there. Uh, the Sea Wolf, Screaming Eagles, Rosita... Red Dust, there's a lot of movies coming to HBO right now. Uh, September 2nd, so Elvis right now is right now on HBO. Uh, it's a new adaptation. I haven't yet to see it. I will be watching it eventually. Uh, and there's a ton of other stuff on there. September 3rd is when the bulk of it will be dropping, though, so the end of this month. Uh, and that's going to do it. That is all for episode 77. Kind of a short, weird, crisp one. Uh, Bam was supposed to be joining this week, and Karen's had connection issues, so he lost his connection. Uh, but we will be back next week for episode 78. Do not forget, 14th of September, we are interviewing uh, Fear FX Squared. They're an indie developer from from America, uh, primarily making horror games. Their latest upcoming game, Nightwell Manor, will be releasing eventually. Uh, and they're coming here to talk about it. Uh, we are the first interview they are doing, so make sure you check that out. Wednesday, September 14th, we will be carrying on. We are also booking an interview right now with another couple of the developers. Uh, including 110 Industries on their next game, Wanted Dead. Uh, that We're recording it this Tuesday. Uh, but oh, that okay. said, uh, we will be back next week for episode 78. Please do check out the website, create an account if you are interested in providing nominations. 
And we will see you next week, same time, same place. Take care, guys. Love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. It's the Talking Games Podcast.